0: We're reviewing dynamite, the are back weekly ROH is on the horizon and Mitch is going to detail his manifesto on why Goldberg is the greatest of all time. All this and more on this episode of the bingo hall boys podcast. <laughs> Jake and joining me is my co-host Mitch. Mitch are you ready for Halloween up in Canada? I'm not quite sure what the, our differences are going to be but uh, give us some insight. What's Canadian Halloween look like?
1: I assume it's largely the same. Kids dress up and go around trick-or-treating around the neighborhood. And we've actually seen a pretty steady increase in our neighborhood. We We bought our house eight years ago and I think the first year we had two kids and last year we probably had closer to 40 or 50 so it's been It's been growing steady as more and more younger families move in. And there's a couple of, one of the, oh my, one of the most, one of the more well-known haunted house kind of things in the city is pretty close by to where we live too. So that gets a lot of traffic around this time. Knowing the entry price to it, it's feasible. They, uh, they make about a half of your salary just off that and they spend all year working on it. Like they go hard. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's
0: dope. Is it like private or yeah, is it's it... just like
1: this family that owns a house that owns their house and like their, their house is just the Halloween house. It's sweet.
0: How much is it to get in? I
1: think it's like 20 bucks
0: or something. That's not bad.
1: No, no. I mean, they get a pretty good lineup for it too. It's...
0: Do you ever do it?
1: I have, not no, <laughs>
0: See, the real move is to act like you're going to go in the haunted house and then just start walking through their house. <laughs> Sorry. My guard dog is going off. Gizmo's good for that. Um Well, I was curious. Um My chief researcher, uh, my wife, informed me yesterday that Halloween actually started up in Canada. And I was like, I had no idea.
1: Neither did I.
0: So, I didn't know if there was like something different that Canadians do. I don't know. I'm used to just being like, oh, like our thing's great. And then I hear about the Canadian version. And I'm like, <laughs> shit, that's so much cooler.
1: I mean, that is the going trend. Uh, there's probably something right? <laughs> better about it, but it just, you know, you know, healthcare. I'm not going to know what to I know, <laughs> a right? of the way they do it. It's, it's rad. Like, I, Go to the doctor, and I I walk out, and that's the end. Of discussion. All right, that's my whole transaction.
0: Like, listen, it's one thing if I start making fun of the healthcare situation, but when you do it, it uh, it's it's rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> no pun intended. Um. All right, this isn't in the show notes, so hold on one second.
1: Meanwhile on the Goldberg manifesto I read a tweet from Warhorse that said I drove Bret Hart and crashed my car and he said thanks for keeping me safer than Goldberg.
0: (laughs) Okay. So it's not in the show notes. Surprise game time. I'm going to ask an objective question and you have to tell me the correct answer. The theme is Halloween candy. So What's the most boring Halloween candy?
1: So this is actually an interesting answer because this may expose a difference between Canadian and American Halloween because I think the candy has a different name for you. We call Ooh. them we call them rockets and I want to say they're called Smarties in the states.
0: No. The okay, so here's I know this difference. Okay. Smarties are what we call M&Ms. Okay, that's all i know
1: well no we have m&ms too we have m&ms and smarties
0: what the fuck are smarties then
1: it's a it's it's the other brand of m&ms
0: oh so it's like the exact same thing yeah
1: it's the same idea just okay know, they're you bigger.
0: freaked me out i was like the one thing i know
1: no they're, they're bigger than m&ms like m&ms are like tiny little things
0: so you're not a fan of hey M&Ms. no i'm i know exactly what i'm fucking looking
1: at you i'm sharing my screen we're gonna figure this shit out all right have a look at this picture of what i was thinking of for smarties in canada and on the left is what we
0: call rockets this is excellent for our listeners yes okay so the rockets are what we call smarties yeah those little like powdery packed yes Yes. yeah so that's
1: Uh, we call those rockets smarties for us are just a second version of m&ms that have their own brand
0: I would normally but, agree with you, but the correct answer is Whoppers. Do you not have Whoppers? Up no, here? no, we
2: have
1: them. I was just thinking, like, I've never seen a... Boring. I've never seen, like, a Halloween-sized Whopper thing really here.
0: Yeah, like, they're, I like...
1: Mean, they're definitely Grandpa Candies up here, and I assume they are down south as well, but, like...
0: Yeah, you never yeah, really, really see anyone going They're for never them.
1: really in... In Halloween size, so it... yeah,
0: they're in like variety bags down here, and then you get like three of them or something yeah. like that. It's boring. You can get out of here. Okay, which Halloween candy is the bossiest? And I didn't include this just so we can mention Sasha Banks and then put her in the show title so we can get more listeners.
1: We also have to make note that uh, her Twitter handle has been changed to Mercedes Vernado or whatever. Oh and she, no! And then she's sh- there too. So, you know, double uh,
0: to I hope y'all are covers. ready for the Royal Rumble because uh, that's when she's coming back to WWE. So anyway, which Halloween candy is the bossiest?
1: Oh, man. Um, I mean, it's hard to go against any full size candy bar like the neighbors that give you the full size chocolate bars are just a bomb like that was I'm, the thing.
0: I'm looking for a candy. I'm looking for a specific candy.
1: Okay. I mean. I'm gonna be a sucker for Swedish berries all day long.
0: I'm sorry, I was looking for Twix. Twix uh, is the bossiest candy. It there's a difference between the left and the right. I don't know. Okay. Big one. What's the sexiest Halloween candy? Let's see if we earn our explicit tag here.
1: Held that one back. Um Hmm.
0: Spoilers, it's not Snickers because of the vein.
2: No, of course not. Uh, it's ridiculous. Who say something <laughs> like that? <laughs> I don't
1: really have an answer for this. Outside of the joke one, which I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again, uh, some would say it's actually Reese's Cups, specifically
2: the Reese's
0: Shaped Pumpkins, Sex, Scientifically Proven, Factual Answers. All right. Time to redeem yourself. Which Halloween candy is the most snortable? This, this one came in from Jacksonville.
1: I'm not supposed to say rockets splash Smarties again, because that is the answer.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. It's nerds. Nerds. Snor- nerds. Watch me.
1: They're solid. We literally just established that rockets were a powder.
0: Yeah, but like there's they're small enough. It's factual. Uh, you can't argue they're this.
1: literally just snorting kidney stones. Like
0: <laughs> Which Halloween candy is financially poorest?
1: Oh, okay. Well no, this most snortable Halloween candy's gotta be lickamade. But anyway. Is
0: that have... like like Pixie sticks?
1: Good God, don't tell me that's a thing that's only in
0: Canada. Lickamate? Is that wait, is that like fun dip? Yeah, fun dip. Because... Yeah, but if you if you snort fun dip, that means you have to snort everything that comes with it, including the straw.
1: Wait, you guys had straws for fun dip? Okay, this is different. What? what? <laughs> no, our fun dip co- was called licorice instead of a straw. It was like a candy stick.
0: Yeah, like so like the, like the, the stick. stick. Yeah, that's yes. not a straw. I said straw.
1: Yes, you said straw.
0: Listen, I am in. Incre- <laughs> I'm thinking pixie sticks. Pixie yeah. sticks are on the break. I don't even know what Yeah, you're it comes with the was. stick. Yeah, I can't remember. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Back on track. The best wrestling podcast. Which Halloween candy is financially poorest? Candy corn. Tootsie rolls. So far, man, you haven't gotten one of them right. This is like for all the points. Which Halloween candy participated in the January 6th march on the Capitol?
2: Is there some American
1: candy named after freedom that I don't know about? Okay, then. Um,
0: I mean, maybe I don't know.
1: Let's go with Milky Way because you can't stop thinking you're the center of the whole galaxy.
0: I dig the thinking there, but it's M and M's. M and M's are boring people for or boring candy for white supremacists. Now, if you do like a peanut M&M or a peanut butter M&M, something like that, some variety to show you have taste, but regular M&Ms are for people who storm the Capitol. So anyway, Dynamite review. Before we get started, what are your big picture thoughts on Dynamite post-Brawlout? Because I'm seeing a lot of takes where people are like, it sucks, it's predictable, and maybe you're like me and think that it's been really solid and really fun.
1: I again, I feel like we talked about this a little bit last time too, where, you know, when brawlout first happened, it was like if the elite leave, this this might be. A deal well, the, breaker and... the
0: reason that I ask is because mm-hmm. it seems like we are at the end mm-hmm. of the consequences for brawlout. Mm-hmm. So now seems like a good time to look back on the time that we had spent.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I think they did a very good job with it. My my only real complaint is something that a lot of people have liked more, which is that the rematches are a little more frequent. Um, I And I've been pretty transparent about this elsewhere. I I prefer like the way somewhere like Impact or pre-TV NXT had to book the show in one month taping, so you had to cycle a bit more because it was not really feasible that somebody wrestled three matches in a three hour taping. Right. I I kind of prefer that. It it kept things
0: more fresh. Exactly.
1: I prefer that to like that type of cycling as opposed to saturate me for five months with this guy. Then he disappears for three. I like the better. I see him once a month and I feel like they have been doing more rematches and like the theme's been pretty clear. JAS and Blackpool Combat Club. That's been the, the post brawl out theme of the company and but overall, I, I don't really have any real complaints. I've, I've quite enjoyed what they've done well, in absence of all these people.
0: Put a pin in pre-recording because we uh, will be talking about that in our final segment. Maybe. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. The uh, This week's Dynamite opens up with Jericho and Garcia facing off against Yuta and Claudio. I thought they had awesome chemistry. Yeah. Um, a lot of people love the spot where Castagnoli put Garcia on his shoulders <laughs> and then swung Jericho around, which at first was really cool. And then you realize, like, that's a lot, and Claudio can't do this for too long. So, like, points for trying it, but it was like, hmm. in practicality, it's like that's how you like tear something. So the whole time, I'm kind of like a little squeamish, like, oh no, oh no,
1: not going to sideboard um, tear muscle. You're not <laughs> answering. You're not. You're not thinking here.
0: Obviously, I'm I'm thinking straws when I th- yeah. should be thinking sticks. Right, you're right. So, what'd you think of the match?
1: Loved the chemistry with uh, the pairings. You know, we've got Garcia and Yuta, who's like a this is a 15 year feud. Like it, it can go mm-hmm. there the entire company. Like <laughs> uh, Claudio keeps looking better and better. I mean, Jericho's still having some of the best stuff he's done in his career. I like that Claudio got got the pin in this match. It. I really liked that.
0: It really sets up for a third match between the two, and the fact that they didn't 50-50 book where Claudio just got a non-title win yeah. over Jericho, like that it happened in a tag. I think stuff like that's really cool. Yeah, I was very surprised. I just assumed that interference, and then Mm -hmm. Jericho and Garcia win. So, yeah, I was very happy with the outcome. Um, Backstage, Renee interviews Danielson. Things are heating up between he and Wheeler before Claudio breaks it up. Ultimately, where are we going with Garcia? Or, sorry, with uh, Yuta and Danielson? I... or I, I guess i yeah i i thought i slipped but ultimately garcia is a part of this too
1: hmm. i don't know if i can answer this yet
0: what do you mean do you like not have a feel for it or i
1: mean i don't have a feel for it but the other thing is what uh what the end game is with Willie regal and mjf as well because that's another side story we've got going on with this and it may Things may intertwine, they may not. Who knows?
0: Well, yeah, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts so we can jump back more on that after we talk about the main event. Um, Jericho open challenges any former ROH champion for next week. Who's your guess?
1: Uh, I think my number one guess is Homicide. He also happens to be working a New Japan show teaming with Wheeler Yuda this Friday. Um, Spoiler, Yuda's off Rampage because he double booked himself, so it's going to be Mox and daddy magic in a an eliminator match. So I, I think homicide's the most likely my second guess was uh, depending on how his MLW stuff's worked. Uh, Davy Richards.
0: I think Davey Richards would be a good one. Um, I I don't think we've ever, no, he's never wrestled Jericho. Um, I think there's a number of cool ways you could go here. I think, feel like the obvious answer would be someone in-house. Most likely Christopher Daniels. Um, Kazarian held it too, didn't he? Or no?
2: I don't think so.
0: No, I'm thinking Impact. Um, Personally, my favorite. This would be an excellent way to test the waters for Skrull. Um, Even less likely is someone like Austin Aries. Oh god. Um, although I bet Aries and Jericho would get along famously for like <laughs> 15 minutes backstage. Um I mean ultimately I think we're getting Samoa Joe versus Chris Jericho at some point. I is that the final battle main event?
1: That that could be. Just do you just ignore Joe's other title in ROH and just leave it off that show or
0: Or he could have him drop it beforehand.
1: Like does he? Yeah, but I, I, Joe Jericho, definitely seems like the match. Joe's been on every poster and little like side thing for the event so far. So
0: I will be very livid if we don't end up getting that match. That's like that would be the Mm -hmm. only reason I would do this whole thing is to build up to Hmm. that. So uh, Tony Khan has left some money matches on the table before. So who knows? Um, Next up. We've got FTR versus Swerve in our glory. This was my match of the night, even though there were some really sloppy spots. Um, FTR hitting the big rig got me. I thought that was the match. Swerve interrupts the pin and then hit a low blow. While Keith Lee isn't paying attention, Swerve in our glory, get the W. Um, Ask boys attack post-match. Acclaimed make the save. So it seems like we're heading towards acclaimed... Swerve in Our Glory and then FTR Ass Boys. Do we do both of those at the pay-per-view?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they both happened before the pay. Well, how long do we have? Three weeks? Like three weeks. Ooh, that's quick to get both of those matches done.
0: I don't think we've ever had a tag feud where we had the same tag match in back-to-back pay-per-views. Because I'm thinking about this off the top of my head, and AEW would go through feuds so fast. I don't think we've ever had back to back, so I never, I you know, I never would have thought that the acclaimed and swerving our glory would be the ones to do it, but here we are. Um, thoughts on the match? Thoughts on post match? Thoughts on where we're going? What you got?
1: Fun match, like you said, pretty pretty sloppy at times, but definitely a fun match. Um...
0: Well, I think that was a lot to do with FTR trying to like work lucha, and like that's just it's not their it's not their style.
1: I kind of want to just get this this third match over with because we like the stories. This is one where you know that whole predictable complaint can come in a little more.
0: You mean like between Swerve and our Glory and yeah, because
1: like, we know what's happening. Swerve tries to cheat, Lee gets pissed, they break up, they feud. I kind of figured we were trying to build to that match for full gear, where Swerve and Lee,
0: but I was like, that's what it, I thought too.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in get it over with mode for that. Especially with, you know, the strength of the tag division sticking with this dude just for them to split up a little.
0: Would it be absolutely the wrong move to put the titles back on Swerve in Our Glory? Or do we just yeah. need to go ahead and do the breakup?
1: I think that would be 100% the wrong move. Break them up
0: and move on. Because the acclaimed are losing the titles to the ass boys, right?
1: I assume so, yeah. Sooner rather than later, probably. I don't think they're holding it much longer. I don't think they need to. I think it should be relatively short
0: range. Or would the fans be okay with FTR beating them for the titles? Would they have to go heal? Ah, uh, beat the Acclaimed. That's an interesting baby for babyface mm. versus babyface match, and I don't know how the fans would react.
1: I mean, that's kind of what happened the first time with Swerve and our glory and the Acclaimed, right? We right. didn't know how everyone was going to react, and it turns out they went more to the side that maybe Tony wasn't expecting.
0: Yeah, I think FTR are going to have the titles before the year's over. I just don't know how we're going to end up getting there. Because honestly, it's taking forever. Um, Next up, uh, let's just skip the Saraya-Brit Baker interaction. That was it, a dud.
1: It was literally 20 seconds. So
0: um, it'll happen next week. <laughs> Renee comes out to interview mjf uh max does a uh pretty great mox impression oh. um i'm gonna gargle your piss probably isn't hitting pro wrestling tees anytime soon but, uh, uh it might. no there's no way yeah. well with some like yeah like wh- who would buy that mitch don't buy the shirt
1: please no but it will sell <laughs> People will buy, I'm going to gargle your piss. I guarantee it. It's not going to be a bestseller, but it's going to move a little bit of merch.
0: I- Could you imagine going to the grocery store? And you're walking behind someone, and they turn around, and their shirt says, I'm going to gargle your piss. Have, have, you,
1: have you not seen worse on people at Walmart.com already? <laughs>
0: I'm dying. My pneumonia is back. Oh, my God. Oh, you pick up your kid from school (laughs) and you're, I'm going (laughs) to gargle your (laughs) piss. Anyway, um, Stokely Hathaway comes out, but MJF makes him leave. I'm literally crying. Um, he tells him not to interfere with him and mocks or he'll be fired. Uh, promo itself was solid. This felt like uh that run in uh The Rock's career where he was trying to be a heel, but he was hitting catchphrases and <laughs> everyone was repeating it, and he just ended up getting over, even yep. though he was a prick. That's where we're at with MJF. Um <laughs> I'm gonna gargle your piss you roll up to church with your I'm gonna gargle your piss shirt on dude I uh we're definitely getting the explicit tag um Man, if
1: water turns into wine what's the piss turn into god is that a brewski in the end like is that <laughs> how that works
0: <laughs> tag team with hangman confirmed uh,
1: can I just roll up crack open a couple beers and yell out I'm drinking Jesus's piss in church like is that a thing I could do
0: yeah, do it the next More time you go to the see what happens. Us? I don't know. Uh, what'd you think of the segment?
1: What's it? I don't even know where we are anymore. <laughs> the MJF. Oh, just MJF segment. Fuck. Yeah. I, I love the ending with. But uh, now for my super over catchphrase. It's got the whole crowd into it. Like, I. I don't know what number he's getting right now, but it's it's astronomical and he's earned every penny of
0: it. Like Yeah, we were talking about it in the group chat. Yeah. Um I, I would have made him the highest paid person in AEW and no. not thought twice about it. This is no. someone that you no, build no. around, absolutely. Yeah. Um that said, uh tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think it's absolutely the wrong move to put the title on him at full year. I he has to lose this match. I
1: don't think he does. I mean I guess it depends on where you want to go with it,
0: but No, I think we lose the plot if we put Tweener MJF like as the top person right now.
2: Let's let's revisit this at the end. Okay.
0: Let's see. Uh, I'm going to gargle your pins. Uh, here we go. Brian Danielson defeats Sammy Guevara. My I thought that this, this. was... <laughs> okay. uh, I thought this was a very good match.
1: I thought this was probably one of the best Sammy Guevara matches in a long time. Like I he got
0: the shit beaten out of him. And the whole reason people want to see Sammy mm-hmm. Guevara see is to, get to watch him out of him. Yeah, so this this match delivered. Um, yeah, I thought both guys were really great. And, dude, it just... It made me have the thought, like, how great would AEW be if we got, like, the weekly Danielson match, and the whole time we weren't wincing every time he took, like, a somewhat gnarly-looking bump. Dude, this... But, like you said, credit to Sammy. He's he shown in this match, he... Went out there and did exactly yep. what he needed to do. If he keeps this up, he's he is an asset to the company. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't like him sometimes, this is the Sammy that we need. Big time. Thoughts on the match?
1: Yeah, I. the other thought I had watching it was I was laughing at how, I mean, there were some pretty stiff chops. Danielson's chest looked like Oh, dude! And like Sammy's chest, like he was bleeding all over. That
0: was bad. It was yeah. like immediately.
1: Like it was, they got red. I haven't heard anyone whining about taking liberties or going too hard or bullying. But let's stay focused on Athena and Jody threats. So that's that's my thought on the match.
0: Which, by the way, I watched that match. That was not as physical. <laughs> Nearly as, people as stiff were as you saying. think, right? No, no. I mean, some. Some stuff looked snug, but it was like, no, it there, no, especially like maybe it was on like live, it might have looked a certain way, but like
1: live, you could have told me, I never would have believed you if you told me that was going to be the story after watching it live. My whole story was Athena did a great job shifting to the heel roll mid match, yeah, running with it. That was maybe Jody was super over. Those were the
0: stories, maybe were the outliers then, I don't know, but yeah, I did not see the big deal about that. Uh, next up Orange Cassidy is going to be defending the All Atlantic title next week against Phoenix and Luchasaurus. What a bizarre match. <laughs> um I would assume OC gets the win. Yeah. But absolutely. Luchasaurus is the All Atlantic champion and then going over to like I don't know somewhere touching the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Did you imagine him like showing up in progress? I don't know who he face. That oh. seems
1: The nice touch is he doesn't get a flag on the the promo package because they always do their country flags. Luchasaurus doesn't have one. Like, I don't know, maybe they'll make like a Pangea flag for him. I don't know.
0: You should put up the Jurassic Park gates. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jamie Hader defeated Riho. I thought it was fine. I'm not the biggest Riho guy, so it was already kind of an uphill battle for me. Um, Let's see. Oh yeah, I wrote down Hater using the Ripcord Lariat as the finisher is super fitting, considering she's my female Okada. I think that she's awesome, and yeah, Jamie Hater's the best, and I'm glad that people are finally seeing it. So hopefully, she does she challenge for the title at Full Gear. What are we What are we doing with Jamie Hater? I. Because I would assume that we would get Brit Soraya.
1: Yeah, I think we have to get Brit Soraya.
0: But um, it feels too soon to take the title off of Storm.
1: It, it does, so I don't know if we get Jamie there yet.
0: Um, or Jamie challenges and loses, and it causes more friction between her and Brit.
1: Potentially, Cause yeah, I don't I don't think Thunder Rose is back until January. Oh god and Tony hates taking interim titles off people before they've won them from the other person.
0: We're gonna have to watch Jade versus Nyla Rose at the pay-per-view. And I am mentally not in a spot where I'm ready for that.
1: If you let it be a comedy match and let Jade be and let Nyla be comedy, Nyla, it'd be a great
0: buy-in thing. I'm hoping it's on the buy-in so I can eat some dinner and skip it. Um not a great sign for your women's segment. Um, oh, here we go. Eddie Kingston got paid this week and did a backstage segment. Uh At this point. <laughs>
1: anyway. We know how you feel about Eddie.
0: I mean, I just... What are we... Uh, all right. Darby and Sting had a father-son fight. <laughs> and Sting is, is letting him just go out right. there and... And uh, little teenager yeah throwing a <laughs> sissy fit you don't
1: Jay understand Lee. me you don't know what it's like to be me i'm I mean, starby's s- whole gimmick to begin with right hey,
0: so- i get it um main event time moxley defeated pentagon jr without bleeding which is insane and further proves my point that pentagon jr is a waste in this company because they don't let his freak flag fly instead he's just like he just—he reminds me of the video game, like when you're playing a video game and you just spam the taunt, the taunt button, button, over button and, over. <laughs> yeah. and then you somehow build up enough to do your finisher. So he's just going, "Saddle, Maddle! saddle, Maddle! Canadian destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate this version of Pentagon Junior.
1: I, I didn't really like this match at all. It's really underwhelming.
0: Yeah, notice in the show notes I didn't mention the match itself. It was yeah, just I, it sucked, dude. It was it was whatever. I the coolest touch about this match was uh I don't know if you picked up on this, but in the on his shoulder pads were Penta's previous masks, like his previous gimmicks. <laughs> so I was like, that's dope. That was really dope but ultimately didn't lead to anything. And it was kind oh. of anticlimactic kind of
1: like when they got new gimmick and face Cody uh.
0: again. I'm not happy with the way that they do Penta here. They need to break up death triangle or just kick Phoenix out so he can be the baby face. And then we can have just pack Pentagon and I don't know. Brody King something do something. <laughs> Anyway, post-match, the John Grisham faction attacks Mox. Uh, MJF reluctantly makes the save, and then the Pelican Brief beat down Mox. Test put him through a table. My thought is we're going to be getting a tag match where it's reluctant partners, John Moxley and MJF go up against some form of uh, the firm. And then it turns out that it was all a ruse and then MJF and the firm just beat the shit out of Mox. Um Is that because it that's just worst case scenario? WWE brain? Terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's, awful. that's the WWE version yeah, of what would happen. That's
1: what I'm thinking. That sounds horrible. I don't want to watch that. Um, I have my own.
0: Again, this MJF stuff, I'm very, like, I'm I'm really trying to pump the brakes because I don't want to just totally buy in and then they do something that I hate because they have the potential to do something spectacular here.
1: Where I think we are headed with it, and this kind of ties in to the idea of why... Like where you said MJF has to lose because we can't have babyface MJF be like or tweener MJF be the guy right now. I I think the idea that they're running with is, I mean, it is a ruse. He got his ass kicked, but he paid them to get his ass kicked. That was their job. And the story between now and the pay-per-view is going to be them continuing to demolish Mox and demolish the rest of the combat club while mjf tries to to fight them off and gets his ass kicked very very tamely and then come pay-per-view time he's suddenly the huge baby face to win the match um i don't know if they end up having willie regal jump in with the brass knucks for max or not in a twist i doubt it but the idea being that mjf wins completely clean everybody goes nuts and then it's his version of the punk speech, essentially, and we get <coughs> dastardly heel MJF laughing at his his master plan. I think that's the most likely way this runs down.
0: I think Regal turning his back on the Combat Club to embrace MJF is that's like worst case scenario stuff for me, because Max doesn't need a talker. Which is what's so weird about putting him with Stokely, because Stokely's one of the best talkers. It's like the best two talkers are in the same stable. Uh, what the, are we, the whole idea, the whole what idea is
1: Stokely's not supposed to be permanently there, I right? Know, I know. It was just right. until right. he won the title, and then he doesn't need them anymore. He told us that.
0: Right.
2: Um,
0: What would you say... This is fantasy booking corner. I apologize for anyone who hates this. What would you say to uh, Regal throws in the brass knucks, but if they're in the middle of the ring, Um, MJF's in a position where he can pick them up while Mox is down and he chooses not to, but then Mox puts them on and beats the shit out of MJF and we get heel turn Mox.
1: I'm down for heel mocks. Um I'm curious what the point of the firm story would be if that's the way the main event plays out. But in general I'm I'm good with, with us finding a heel See, mocks. that's the thing.
0: I just don't like the firm story. I just I really don't. Like I I don't maybe if like I mean Morrissey is pretty he looks great. He He's put in, put in a little shape. Um he's the only person that i think is like intimidating whenever <laughs> ethan page hit his finisher on mjf i'm like all right this is just a shitty indie match like what come on i don't really buy this i just don't buy the firm as that the threat. i just don't
1: i feel like there was another thing i was supposed to talk about with mjf but maybe we covered it already um
0: uh, it, whether he should win the title or not
1: yeah yeah and i think it if he's going to do his, his version of the punk story then I think he has to win and he has to win as the baby face clean. Um, if we're going to keep him as a tweener, I don't mind him losing at all. Again, I don't know what you do with the firm story with it. The only way the firm story makes sense to me is if he wins and does his, his summer, a punk thing.
2: Yeah. Whatever just... it is.
1: I think his promos
2: will make it work. Um, <laughs>
0: Got to switch positions. I'm recording from a different room. Got to get comfy (laughs) before I just start spitting fire. Um, I think they've put themselves in a position where MJF has to win the title. And I absolutely hate that. Because who else is there in the main event scene? There's like nobody. Danielson would be the only option, the only credible person to win the title. Uh, Hangman makes no sense he shouldn't be winning it for a couple more years like until he's ready to have his run mjf it doesn't feel like it's his time because the punk storyline that i'm thinking of is him winning the title and saying he's going to take it elsewhere and then leaving through the crowd in 2024 um but like like i said what other options do you have Ideally, you have Swerve and Keith Lee right there, but they haven't even broken up as a tag team. And who knows, like how long do you think it's going to take for them to split? Like, and be like fully entrenched as like a threat to win the world title. Or are we looking at six months?
1: I mean, we've got pretty good timelines that so that's usually year plus weight in, in Tony land. That's about the, the timeline.
0: Omega is a trios guy the last thing we want to do is put the title on him and then he gets hurt again. And we have to miss an entire year of Kenny again. Can't do punk. Like it's, it's Danielson or bust at this point. I mean, this would be a good point for someone like Brody rest in peace, but it's like, who, well, even if you do something like give someone a miracle win, like Eddie Kingston or Darby Allen, we don't have the next person up to then beat them for the title. I, I, I don't think people are giving Tony Khan enough crap for they're not being top tier contenders for this title because they just aren't. And unfortunately that means we're probably just going to have to put the title on MJF way too soon. Like I like the idea that people have floated out there that he just never wins the title. And that's just like always the thing that just like pisses him off is that he's got all the money. He's got the fame. Everyone says that he's the best. He just can't win that title. And eventually you like pay that off, but I don't know. I think we're in a really weird spot with MJF. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like this situation at all because I feel like giving MJF the title now is the wrong move. But then again, like, do, do you have any options? The only one I can come up with is Danielson.
2: I don't think I'm, there's anybody else.
1: I mean, it doesn't make sense to build to Claudio or Joe right now with the way the ROH launch needs to go and everything like that. Because those are the other two guys that that jump to mind. But and they're, they're
0: not established.
1: They're kind of involved in a different direction right now. Um,
0: Adam Cole, but who knows when he's know going to come when back.
1: back? That's that's the other big thing is we don't know how long we're we're for we don't even know how long we're gonna be without hangman for
0: i, I don't from everything gonna
1: be long but like you never know these things can be really but, rocky in their recoveries so even from everything that i've out,
0: heard adam cole's concussion was like one of those like crazy long oh shit yeah. like the kind of concussion that i had whenever i was in high school and i just had to like drop everything for months yeah. and months and it was brutal yeah, and it adam, changed the so type of person insane. that i was Hangman sounds like it. They caught it just in the nick of time. I mean, whenever you have like, like uh, sports coverage, just saying like, "Hey, NFL cover concussion protocol," like AEW just did. That's that's a win. Yeah. That's it's quite, a win.
1: What's his face? Nowinski is, is that his name? Chris? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, Nowinski. Put some good pub out there. I mean, and Paul Turner, rock star job there. Like,
0: excellent you called, job. You excellent job. He saw
1: title it. Title match the week before you went to freaking Virginia, like yeah. Yeah. you called it off 10 minutes early, five minutes early without yeah. even thinking twice here award, but uh, yeah, I I mean, to me, it's, can you run with MJF for an entire year with the title?
0: Because if you put him on a full year this year, he has to have it for a year because there's nobody else. No, a year plus the story has to go into 2024. And the only challenger that is remotely interesting to me is Wardlow. Um
1: I mean that's enough time to build Wardlow up to to take it from him if you have a year plus run.
0: I don't think gorgeous. Wardlow I don't think Wardlow would be the dude to do it. I mean maybe maybe it wouldn't hurt. Brown no, Spears, I, he's right there. Just saying. He was
1: very over in Canada.
0: Bring Cody back. Um you ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you take this one. I feel like I've been talking a lot. I had a shitty game show and I've been uh Reviewing Dynamite. All um, right. The, yeah, take it from here.
1: We get in, I want to say, the commercial break around the 40-minute mark of the show, somewhere in there. It was in the first hour.
0: We yeah. get a yeah, vignette. I, I skipped that segment on purpose.
1: I, oh, I know. We get a vignette. It starts off, we get the scene from outside the, uh, the hotel by the Tokyo Dome new year's eve bte
0: how 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 did you react to that
1: lost my shit i know abs and absolutely exploded this is one of the coolest things i've seen in the promotion was this like two minute thing they show them like hangman going guys mine says something different and like everything's just kind of washing away they do this whole like it's a wonderful life thanos uh what was the third thing I was saying, Back to the Future with the picture disappearing kind of thing. All three of those rolled into one where they're doing the what-ifs. Yeah, where they go up in smoke and
0: then disappear.
1: Fading away, and then it just abruptly cuts to, to commercial after the last little fade away. I also, and I did not shut up about this, happened to notice that we had a few more than usual elite spots in the show that I don't think were by accident.
0: When FTR... Uh, it's a
1: snapdragon
0: yeah. yeah 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 i was like uh okay
1: yeah ftr and then hits. in the
0: same match they hit a super kick and i was like mm-hmm. and excalibur was like oh a good thrust kick there
1: mm-hmm. this is and this is the story we're doing right what if it's a wonderful life the elite don't exist ftr is hitting snapdragons reho's hitting a snapdragon that being kenny's tag team partner of choice i mean that's why reho's in the company right it's, it's the kenny connection
0: one million percent
1: I mean, it is. It's not a secret. Like, he's been very vocal that he's the one that brought her out. Like, we know that. That's not even controversial to say. But yeah, like, Riho hits a Snapdragon. We get uh, Ethan Page hitting a thrust kick on MJF to turn. Like, we had Mox doing the V-trigger point before he runs. And I don't know if he forearmed him or clothesline or what, but...
0: And you haven't even mentioned Brian Pillman Jr. full-on doing Kenny Omega cosplay... And, like, using his entire moveset. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught that. Was that dark or dark elevation? One of the darks, yeah. It was insane. I saw the yeah. clip and I was like, there's no way. So I sought out the match and I was like, oh my yeah. god!" Oh,
1: so that is that is the story we're running with. What it was, if- like, more
0: blatant than when Buddy Murphy did it. I was like... <laughs> at least he mixed in some, like, Tomohiro Ishii, too. Like, Brian Pillman, like, blew out his hair, too anyway continue continue
1: yeah so that's that's seemingly the story we're going with right now is what if the elite didn't exist um i assume the first match back will actually be at full gear i'm guessing we see them show up on the go home show
0: i don't think so i don't think you see them until full gear how do you announce the
1: match then you you just just announce you announce
0: you announce that they're coming back to fight for the trio's titles if if Tony Khan is, you're gonna have to
1: sell me on this. Really? On a, a not like just a random announcement after we run this. If they didn't exist, title. How do you just make this announcement out of nowhere?
0: All you have to do is have like run a vignette like that, show them winning the titles, and then all of a sudden, you know, you cut to Death Triangle winning the titles, and all you have to do is have one of the three say, "We're coming back for the titles we never lost." run the match graphic the first time that you see them physically there is at the pay-per-view that will sell buys it just will and i think that's the way to go i mean them coming out in like connecticut or wherever they're running next like would that i mean it would probably pop a number but you would have to announce that beforehand like regardless of what they do it can't be a surprise they have to like be pre-announced if you want to pop a number and make to, money yeah, off of it.
1: You don't have to make it a surprise if they just show up at the pay-per-view, but you can make it like the, the Summer of Punk surprise.
0: Like, No, I, they're having a match at the pay-per-view. No, of course and they're
1: I, having a match at the pay-per-view. I mean, like, you don't have to announce that they're the... You can do the mystery contenders thing. Everybody knows it's going to be the elite, and you just do that that way instead of just straight out saying it. That's the only difference I'm, I'm proposing here is just saying death triangle is going to defend their titles and we get the unknown challengers and we keep getting these. What if the elite were never there segments?
0: Or you can just have pack, just acknowledge it and just be like, uh, we've shown you what it's like if the elite aren't there, if you want these titles, come and take them.
1: I mean, we take that one step further. We've shown you what it's like when the elite aren't there. Now I'm going to make sure it stays that way. Like that you can do.
0: That there's I, that I like. I, I I think there's a number of ways that you can get there, yeah. but it would be absolutely the wrong move to show them on TV for free before the pay per view.
1: I just don't like a random Excalibur match announcement on it. That seems stupid.
0: No, all you have to do is just run, run. No, They're let, going to have video segments kind of for the next.
1: After all these segments, and I'm good with that.
0: I don't know. I think I think you're heading towards there's a new video segment every single week and then the week before the pay-per-view it just says we're coming for the titles we never lost we'll see you death triangle at the pay-per-view and then you run the match graphic i think that's literally all you need to do and i think people would be hyped for it i mean they all they did was just like show the elite on tv and everyone's losing their minds you can you can make some real money off of this the intrigue is there
1: and that leads to the other part, which is, oh, I mean, boy. their suspensions are over. They, by all accounts, were backstage last night. They obviously... No, they not, were. They, they were yeah. not on TV, but by every account we've read, they were backstage. They were working again. They visited with everybody. Like, they're, they are back at work. They obviously can't talk about what happened, but they are back at work. They're off their suspensions.
0: Oh, but we will hear about what happened. We are about to walk into, like, every single angle of the story is about to be very public.
1: Oh, absolutely, but it won't be them directly saying it in, like, a press conference or everything. It's gonna get just leaked all over the place on purpose, but we're not gonna hear, like, a big public speech but.
0: Not, not from the elite themselves. No, not for a mean. very long time. That's ago. what I mean.
1: They themselves can't <clears throat> be the three to legally talk about it. There, they basically show up. And...
0: Is this where we talk about Phil?
1: This is where we talk about Phil.
0: Before we get to what's happened in the last twenty-four hours. <clears throat> whenever we started our after show brawl out, we were like, holy shit. I can't believe this just happened. Punk needs to go. Punk's done. The more time I'm without him, the more I kind of want to bring him back to make some money. The temptation is real. He's going to be gone for for money is real. Right? (laughs) So like he, he would come back in, uh, say, nine months from then with a torn pec. Um, we're looking at what would that be? Revolution. Uh, oh, double or nothing. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. I forget that revolutions like February early.
2: or yeah, some shit. It's early.
0: Um, <clears throat> right around double or nothing, you can start to build the all out. You can run Soldier Field, Kenny Omega versus. CM Punk sell 50,000 tickets We you would
1: uh, I mean the, I, the money is I kinda is insane. wanna do it the money I kinda is insane. wanna do it
0: alright now we can talk about this madness that's happened over the last day and a half
1: so the story that got leaked and written about written by none other than Nick Houseman who if we go back to Brawl Out Nick Houseman is the one Punk started going off on. Are you... Hey, Nick! <laughs> Are you friends with Scott Colton? You should disclose who you're friends with. I, I I don't like Scott, Mr. Punk. Oh, well, that makes two of us. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's goes. like,
0: you blew up my spot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that Nick Hausman writes the article, and um, allegedly Punk did actually reach out to Nick after and kind of go, like, make amends that way. So Nick writes this article, the new information that's leaking, allegedly when the Bucks kicked in the door, and Nick thankfully had the sense to write kicked in in quotations because Punk's can't walk that one back in a hurry. But when they kicked in the door, uh, why would you write that phrase just to put it in quotations? Good question. Gee, I wonder, Mr. Punk, why would you, to drum up sympathy? Oh, that's right. Moving on. When they entered vicinity, allegedly the door struck Sir Larry in the face, and that is why Punk started swinging, because his dog got hurt, and upon a visit to the vet later, Mr. Larry had to have two of his teeth removed because they were knocked loose. Also in this story is that Punk felt the, scrum, the media scrum itself was no big deal, and that Punk was legitimately worried that Mr. Hangman was going to shoot on him in the main event of Double or Nothing, which leads, before we even get to the ridiculousness of the Larry story...
0: I mean, every single aspect of this is
1: ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here's the headline. Former UFC professional and mixed martial arts specialist fears for life in scripted match against former school teacher. Yeah. That's the story we're running with. That's, that's, that's your victim card. I mean, now, admittedly, I do think Hangman will whoop his ass in a fight, but...
0: To be fair, if I'm Hangman, I would have shot on him after he messed up the buckshot lariat the second time. <laughs> that's whenever I'm like, all right, we're done. That
1: made Hangman look like a million bucks. My wow, asshole fart can't even hit my fucking move. It made Hangman look great.
0: <laughs> Did you... Okay. I Again... I want to see it. But could you imagine Sam Punk trying to be athletic with Kenny Omega and go for a V-trigger and just blow out both of his knees? just go
2: through the fucking ropes.
0: (laughs) So. Every single aspect of this is insane. Let's start with the accusation of the dog. This is an unhinged thing to make up
2: at but first when I,
0: when I heard this i was like oh that sucks oh that sucks like you heard a dog of course that's going to tug right, on the hard you hurt strings my i'm dog like I'm
1: swinging? i think thinking oh, twice.
0: that makes sense why punk would swing of like i i get I it swung. but then you of start to put two elite. and two together and you're like wait a second but it's already been just like totally proven mm-hmm. factual that the elite didn't kick in the door Why did Kenny go after the dog? Like what? All of this got mixed up. And so it was just like, wait a second. From what we know is true, this isn't right. Uh, One of my favorite tweets I saw today. uh, I didn't have much time to get on Twitter. Insanely busy workday. I saw someone tweet CM Punk just to commit to the lie. Picks up a pair of pliers. It's like, I know what needs to be done. but that's the kind of madness we're dealing with at yeah. this point to make something like that up. I don't know if punk himself did that. It, it but, just says punk's party, which is yeah. like, or punk's camp. Punk's camp,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, Yeah. I don't know. All of this just feels so wild to me. And the thing, here's the thing that pisses me off the most. Whenever I found out that whenever punk had come back originally from the injury, he told people Oh, if you think this is crazy, wait until the all out presser. Like he had been hyping this up as I'm going to go off. He did this intentionally. That's what brings him down to me. I'm just oh, like, oh. he told, all, it, was, it, was a whole,
1: it was a piece of performance art to him. All the manners. Yeah, the whole thing. He never said, muffin he blew up my spading. Like it was, it was one giant performance for him.
0: So I've done a full 180. I think that, um, well, we also learned that Punk was told to go home and stay quiet, and no one at AEW has reached out to him, Mm. like Tony Khan, legal, no one's reached out to him to bring him back or anything like that. There's talks of buying out the contract, but no one has talked to him specifically
1: that's because they've had to go through his lawyers. Right. This isn't a case of nobody reaching out to Punk's camp or Punk's parties. Right. They haven't spoken directly to him. No, he put up a shield through litigation, which yeah. is makes it really misleading when you read things like nobody's reached out to Punk. Yeah. That's not quite what happened. Nobody so, is allowed to talk to Punk.
0: Like, so you, right, that but that's where I'm going is just like every single aspect you see of this that's trying to twist this into justifying Punk's behavior, it actually like once you see the other side of it it's like Oh, oh, this is, this is bad. This is, but it's pro wrestling. So could I see him back in this company? 100%. Yeah. I could. Um, I don't know if I would do it though, because from the sounds of it, it was like, he's in the coffin, we hit the nails in, and then all this weird accusation stuff is just the dirt that's piling on. I, I don't know. I have no interest in him at this point. If I'm an employer, I think it's diminished returns and you're really running a risk. And I don't know what safeguards you can put in place to protect yourself. So, where are you at with all of this?
1: I know there's a lot of money I'm leaving on the table in that match, but there are zero chances I want to bring him back to this company. I think he's done enough to ruin his legacy and he can ride off into the sunset with that I have no interest in seeing him again I mean it cost me the elite in Canada I'm not forgiven that like we didn't get the elite in the first Canada show
0: yeah I mean I was at the punk return and now like looking back on it I'm like oh man this video is so different now it's so different now um if you're WWE Do you go after him? Assuming once you're done with the non-compete and all this stuff. They love giving part-timers a main event at WrestleMania. They they do,
1: but like, he costs a shit ton of money. You know he's going to go scorched earth and screw you over too. It's not going to move your dial that much if you're them. I mean, it'll move it a bit for a little, but it's going to scorch her at the place like i don't know if you get enough of an ROI off of him i don't yeah I don't know but if you got time
0: you got to think about like Vesque loves turning the screws to AEW for no reason oh he does and this would be a big way to do it i don't know the the whole situation i'm just like this is insane and it's we're not done no we're not going to be done for a long time Um,
1: there's allegedly more, a lot of info coming in the next couple of days here. So we'll see what, and that's what
0: I'm, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, for a fact, if, if we're getting the false stories, we're going to start getting the real stuff. And the longer we get away from this, the more we're going to know as fact. Um, so yeah, at least I got my elite back, (laughs) dude. How sick is it going to be to be in that crowd for full gear? Like, (laughs) They'd better blow that roof off. That's all I'm saying. You ready to move on to our final topic? Yeah. This one's a little bit more abstract, but I think uh, returns to the root of our podcast where we were talking about the indies and the future of ROH. And uh, I'm really psyched for this one. So let's just get into it. Um, It started off as kind of like a subtle rumor, and now it's basically all but confirmed we are getting a weekly ROH, quote-unquote, TV show in 2023.
1: Yep. It's, It's happening. I mean, Tony's basically said it.
0: So the hot rumor is that it's going to be on HBO Max. I've said all along, I think something like True TV, something like that was, is a harmless place to put it. I mean, that's just like block programming that like no one really goes out of their way to watch. It's like impractical jokers, and that's it. Um. So with those two options out there, it could be those or something else. What do you think is the best place for ROH TV?
2: I don't know
1: enough about american cable systems right now and even the streaming's a little fuzzy like for me if it goes on hbo max for me that's Crave tv that's where our hbo goes through which is perfect for me because i don't have to subscribe to anything new we already have that so that would work great
0: that means i can drop my fight subscription if they end up getting dynamite too that would be sick
1: yeah so i I think it depends on what your kind of long-term vision for the company is. Are you trying to grow it into something that's an actual, like, are you trying to actually compete a little bit with AEW and with yourself or do you want just a dedicated thing for the hard course? Cause then I think the streaming service makes a little more sense. Cause it's way more cost effective, but
0: I think we're getting their version of developmental. Like I, I think it's, yeah. it's going to stand on its own I think he's going to put out an entertaining product. But no, I definitely think that we're, we're heading towards streaming. The money in TV is there, but the thing that's so hard for me to pinpoint is even with all the positive chatter from discovery, uh, what is it called? Discovery, uh, Warner, whatever, um, projected Brandon Thurston at WrestleNomics has them at like a five times increase of what their current contract is, which sounds insane. But then you realize like they, they got started at like a pretty low rate. Like they're, they're profitable, but it was nowhere near like what they would make now. Obviously. I don't know if they're going to get that though. Like they pay for live sports and they say that they're going to treat AEW like live sports and dedicate more time to it. And, you know, put more muscle behind it. I mean, in the MLB playoffs, they're, they're showing it out for sure. It's behind home play. They're running ads for it. I don't know how much money they're willing to spend on it. And then it, whenever you get to the tertiary stuff, it's like, well, if I'm one of those executives, I also bring up Rampage and it's low numbers. And I'm like, well, if this is part of the deal and you're pulling in less than 0.2s, what can I expect this Ring of Honor to be as well? I think streaming's the option. And I think, oh, hopefully that opens up the door for AEW content on HBO. Well, it's going to be like HBO Discovery 2023, I think. I don't know what their timeline is. That feels like the right play. And if it seems like that's the direction that they're going in. Um,. With that said, we already talked about like block recording beforehand. I think that's the best way to go for ring of honor is to pre-tape everything. I don't know how, what are the other ways that we can go about this? Because it can't be its own touring thing, right?
1: The only, the only other option would be you replace one of the Darks with it and start doing Ring of Honor slash Rampage as your second ticket package and start doing more live Rampages and have an hour of ROH tape. Rampage
0: ROH. Rampage,
1: which, not the worst plan. A um, little more cost in terms of flying talent in and out, but, you know. And not,
0: booking venues.
1: Yeah, but not... not a, but no if it has idea. its
0: own deal, if they're yeah. making money on a streaming...
1: So I think I think those are the two realistic options. You either run an in-house thing, maybe you tape on a dailies place once a month for it. And...
0: Oh, so you think dailies is just going to be like the spot for our
1: If they do it on a monthly schedule, that would make sense because it's really low cost. And...
0: I think you could tour with it. I definitely think you could, especially if you're just like, "Hey, Sacramento." Come out and watch ROH. Uh, Chris Jericho will be there and be he'll be doing a meet and greet. You know, like something yeah. like that. Or the Young Bucks will be there yeah. and they'll be facing off against those big beefy dudes that should have beaten FTR for the ROH tag titles. I don't know. Um, a lot of options. Yeah. I'm just ready for Ring of Honor and aew to kind of split their roster
1: yeah I, i'm excited because there are a lot of guys that we, we know we're going to show up like we're going to get a lot of the workforcemen in ring of honor we're going to get like we're going to get a lot of those types of lower you know, we'll i mean from we
0: it looks like we're getting joe specifically in ring of honor which would be sick to build around him claudio feels like the perfect person for that um yeah i don't know I think the only thing I wouldn't want to do is to do a women's division in ring of honor, but we're already doing it. So we might as well keep going with it again. I think one of those dark shows should just be a women's show. And, and I, I think that th- is
1: where it's going. That is I, I hope
0: so. It, that's what needs needs to happen because if that division is going to grow, they need to give it some time and ring of honor, just having its own women's division is going to feel secondary and less than regardless. Um, that said, Who's the ring of honor champion heading into TV
1: heading into TV Jericho because Garcia is going to beat him as one of the early things.
0: So we talked about that last week. Yeah, I, don't... I haven't
1: changed my answer. No, 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 no. But
0: I was saying like, we yeah. put a pin in that and talk about it this week. I think Jericho Garcia is going to do a lot. I think it's going to be a draw. I'd like to do it at final battle, but you kind of twisted my arm and I'm like, no, it is a better idea to do first episode, unify the title, something like that. But now that we're talking about unifying titles, you can't tell me you wouldn't be into a Samoa Joe Wardlow match. Winner walks away with both titles. Just saying, just saying,
1: I'm ready for that TNT title picture to just be this giant host division got joe wardong miro cage archer Richardson all Ritz. these goons just running around me, like
0: ethan page
1: fights. dan Housen, the man's seven feet tall 300 pounds at least so marco stunt
0: be a arn anderson we got some big i almost said dean malenko Whoa, a little too far I, I immediately wanted to walk that one back <laughs> yeah i think the tnt title for, we're just into like this is like post banter time now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, the tnt title being the host title i like the idea of it being um like a revolving title if that makes sense where the scene is constantly changing i think that would be dope yeah. and then of course if you're doing a host of we haven't even gotten warlow darby yet or have we i feel like we haven't we seen that. Warlow we definitely got that how sick would Wardlow Darby be give me Wardlow Sammy I'm dying out here for some Wardlow matches is what I'm saying and doing it against Matt Taven is not scratching the itch.
1: you know who else I want Ring of Honor Dustin Rhodes
0: yeah I'm. I mean I like the idea of him chasing the world title but would that be the world title that you go out on
1: no, I think it's just. I mean, he's he already does a ton of work coaching, like in a lot of developmental sense. He doesn't. He does like at least he was doing women's classes every single week.
0: So I don't know, man. I would not be shocked if he goes back to WWE. I I would not be shocked.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. But I would hate I it. Don't like. I don't know that I expect it. Like,
0: but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. No, I
1: wouldn't. I, I, neither situation surprises me with him. Like, I don't really have an expectation either way.
0: Nor do I, I, mean, I know how
1: long his contract is.
0: I'm just I, dying to bring in Jake something. Like, come on. Everyone
1: we thought it was a done deal, and then it just blew up in our faces.
0: That's yeah, smart. yeah. <laughs> Bandito. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I mean, it sounds he might just be in a straight up bidding war right now, and like, he's I'm pretty smart. sure he's going to end up in AEW. But why not draw up your asking price in the meantime? It's some money, dude.
0: But yeah, regardless, I think Ring of Honor can head in some really fun directions. Um, I'm really interested to see how Final Battle takes place. So, we're going to have to pick, because we don't have the time to do both. Are we going to be watching Final Battle, or are we going to be watching the NXT show? (laughs) I mean, it's it's the same day. I mean, (laughs) I...
1: I don't know how I'm gonna choose man that crafty bugger putting it on that day. I don't know what he was thinking.
0: I mean just the timing. What a coincidence.
1: I know. It, it's
0: just bad luck for everyone involved.
1: It'd be nice if they shared their schedules with each other so we could avoid these sorts of conflicts.
0: Hate hate to see it. No, just can't. Uh Carl Anderson's Carl Anderson. Oh my We were gonna talk about it, but I just don't wanna talk about it because it's obviously a work, so like I just don't I don't care.
1: I, I better,
0: yeah. Ooh. Like I said last week, I'm just so glad they signed in WWE. So I just don't have to pay attention, but now that's all anyone's talking about. So I'm just like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, anything else before we, uh we head out?
1: Uh, my last little juicy nugget. I don't remember if this broke on last week's show. My, our big chest cheating scandal I plugged for a few weeks hit, uh hit full gear. The accused has now launched a $100 million suit against his accusers and various slanderers. So it is hitting the fan and I am all aboard the Hollywood gossip ride.
0: So set, set this up for people that don't know, because it is a wild story.
1: It is a very wild story. So Hans Niemann had previously been suspended from online chess on a couple of occasions for cheating during some streaming games, including some that involved cash mm-hmm. um, in particular title Tuesdays where you can only, where only people who have some sort of title, like a mass international master, FIDE master, grandmaster, woman grandmaster, can compete. He got caught cheating multiple times. Spent a couple years away, obviously not playing online. Came back uh, post-COVID to over-the-board chess. Had a huge, uh, huge victory over Magnus Carlson, the world champion of many many years who promptly then withdrew from that tournament the very next day and basically said it like i can't speak but it speaks for itself Um, neiman then was matched up with carlson in another tournament carlson played two moves and resigned neiman's been going on his thing with his slogan the chess speaks for itself the chess speaks for itself he then launches this lawsuit that says the lawsuit speaks for itself. A hundred million dollar countersuit or lawsuit against Magnus Carlsen, Hikaru Nakamura, another grandmaster who'd been talking about Neiman on his uh, his Twitch streams and his YouTube channels. Who Neiman believes has cost him a lot of money in terms of invites because he's getting uninvited from events. He is suing chess.com. He's suing Play Magnus, that group, which uninvited him from tournaments. And we are in for it. A- absolutely wild ride watching this scenario so wild
0: how out. so how was he cheating allegedly
1: um so magnus never directly <laughs> accused him of, of cheating in that match however and i know the, the full i know exactly which story you're thinking of and why you're already giggling <laughs> at least i assume i do so eric hansen one of the chess bras canadian chess grandmasters young guys that are <laughs> an legitimately amazing story just making chess like a trendy thing and a cool thing, which is is really fun. They're doing a great job with it. They made a total joke story, like just taking the piss on each other as only good Canadians can, about Hans Niemann using butt plugs and anal beads to get secret signals. Remote controlled vibrating ones. Remote controlled vibrators for his chess cheating. They were joking.
0: This was... Well, obviously, but like...
1: It exploded everybody <laughs> is on this chess anal beat theory it is over all the news outlets did hans use anal beats to cheat and the inner chess community has been dying laughing at how this story has taken off about anal beats and chess cheating
0: which brings me to chuck taylor someone at aew yeah tony khan i know you listen mm-hmm. someone has to lose a match like barely lose a match and then accuse their opponent of using <laughs> vibrating beads or something like that. And they're like, I demand a rematch against this cheater. It's up to you to prove that you're not. And then they hire Mark Sterling and they're like, my client did not use vibrating beads. It writes itself. Regardless, that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. This is the Bingo Hall Boys Wrestling Podcast.